Hello and welcome to what will probably be episode 2 of Rebel City Shorts um, A format that we played with in previous episodes uh, And never really went back to um, Christmas and New Year and whatnot. So we're revisiting here um, And it's really just about You know, a wee opinion piece on some of the stuff we're witnessing And maybe some of the topics we've been discussing On the show up until this point um, So I mean, in terms of what I wanted to talk about today, um, kind of revolves around like social media, um, and kind of outrage culture. Um, in previous episodes, we've talked a number of times with various guests about social media, and the effects it can have on people. I think it's been right to do that, as it's a kind of complex and nuanced topic that's more important to consider than ever before. I think just this last week, um, the UK government have had to threaten social media platforms with a level of censorship if they don't deal with information that encourages self-harm and sort of suicide more effectively. And it's, it's kind of weird that our new reality is that social media now has the potential to influence life and death decisions. I mean, particularly amongst vulnerable people. And that's a massive burden to put on something that was largely intended for sharing pictures of cats and, you know, Star Wars memes. Now, thankfully, sort of life and death are at the other end of the spectrum that most of us encounter when we log into our social media. But even if yours is a more positive experience, there are still trends driven in today's world by the platform that social media provides you when expressing yourself. And not all of them are great for us, in my opinion. The one thing that having a platform to express yourself will almost always involve you to do is express yourself. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But time passes and as people feel the need to comment on more and more of the world's minutiae, the more they're encouraged to think they're either justified, kind of right, or both. And often the reality is that we're neither. Now, don't dare challenges on that, because obviously if you do challenges, you're going to have to prepare yourself to face, you know, some pretty furious anger. Um, you know, comment sections often get a bit fire and brimstone and people are often pretty indignant in their outrage when it comes to how you interact with them on social media. And it's becoming more and more a prominent thing because I feel like a level of outrage follows almost every topic broached in the public domain now. I don't think people understand that just because they have a platform doesn't mean that they have to use that platform to comment on absolutely everything. Not everything requires your response, like, you're not a divine source on all matters, so it is cool to set a few out. I think that can be seen this week, or in the last week or so, um, in kind of interactions with one of our previous guests for the On The Ball campaign. Um, they reached out to, you know, seek out some feedback and look at how their project was being implemented and received across the country and they were greeted with a kind of all too familiar wave of responses like you know if women are getting sanitary products do men get razors? I mean if this is a comparison that sort of rings fair in your head then it's probably better that you sit this one out. I mean you've missed the point so wildly that we don't really need any Murphy on this one so just chill. <clears throat> and I know I'm not the only one who's developed a habit for watching these types of debates unfold. Um, you know, one day it's going to be like televised sport, you know. 
this year, kind of one of my personal favourites, uh, and the kind of, you know, what I'm lovingly referring to as the Outrage Olympics, has been people going off their nut about young guys wearing makeup or kind of doing makeup tutorials online. Um, I've seen these lads on like Instagram and Twitter, and just the, you know, overflowing outrage in their comment sections is, it's, it's a level of rhetoric that's kind of like truly amazing. I mean, I actually read one woman like genuinely question the direction of her entire species because some teenage guy watched a video of somebody doing makeup and then copied them. I mean, if young men in makeup make you uncomfortable to the point of outrage, again, just sit this one out. I mean, don't bother trying to work out why you personally feel that way. Just watch another video and chill out. It's no worth the aneurysm. I think the same can be said for vegan sausage rolls and Gillette ads and celebrity tweets for, you know, like a decade ago as far as I'm concerned. At which point do you question if you're really angry about the colour of a passport or, you know, whatever similar bullshit it is today, or if you're really just sort of screaming into the void like a kettle boiling hour. You know what I mean? So if you don't like makeup on a man as a man, like, don't wear it. If you don't like your pastry filled with, you know, shredded paper and sawdust, like, don't eat it. Like, you know, I kind of reckon that all these arguments and the outrage they've spawned will be remembered alongside the outrage faced by the first woman who wore trousers. You know, it kind of seemed like a big deal to idiots at the time, but history really doesn't give a fuck now. And I think it will be the same for our sort of current notions of traditional manhood. Men in makeup and, you know, the supposed feminisation of our gender will be a footnote in the future time in the same terms. I mean, just kind of like lay off the lad putting on a bit of makeup for YouTube likes. If history's taught us anything, it's that it forgets the opinions of idiots.